We need a petition to get a response to the petition response. Petition response to the response to the last petition. To the petition response. Right, right. The petition is to get Obama to read the damn. And all the petition says is W T F. Yeah. Question mark. Please. Episode 93 of Yats, every Wednesday right here, yet another texture.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, Ant Pruitt in the chat. What's up, Ant? What's going on, gentlemen? Larry Press joining us. What's up, Larry? Howdy, guys. Good to see you. Richard Hay with his glass on. What's up, Richard? Oh, my goodness. Doing well, doing well. Richard, are, you're not in San Francisco, right? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, because I, I would I'd hate for somebody to like bust through your door and smack that off your face or something like during the show. Well, I already have a strategy over the vibe. So if anyone comes at me in San Francisco, I just say, "No, I live in Mountain View. It's not me." Oh, <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh man. Right, hey, I want to ask Richard since since we have you on uh, last week and I think the week before we mentioned that uh, new Mike Judge show, Silicon Valley. Um, do you have you been watching that at all? Is that is that your thing or what? Mike Judge. Mike Judge is that his name? Yeah, Mike yeah. Judge. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead uh, in I, Office. I, I is he doing the thing with the glass in San Francisco or what? No, no, it's a no, it's, it's a, a show. It's a TV it's a show. Comedy show on TV. No, no, I haven't I haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out. Okay, well, I'll, you should check it out, and then like I want to know what you think about it because it's kind of making fun of like Silicon Valley. Oh, are you talking about the Silicon Valley thing? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I did see the first episode. I haven't. Uh, I, I don't have HBO, so I, I I haven't been watching the subsequent episodes. But um, yeah, but I thought it was it was it was amusing. The first episode, I was I laughed. Can I you can know, I just say that for somebody wearing glass, I don't have HBO, so I couldn't watch this show. Isn't a very good excuse. What kind of shit is that? I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, it just shows you where 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 the priorities he are. He definitely right? has a different priority. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I gotta respect that, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll give you. I that. don't know about him wearing glass during this episode, though, man. I mean, you want me to take it off? I can take it off. Hold on, are you I filming can't tell us? If he's got that thing on, and he's filming me are without you... my express written content. Yeah, that would be. Awful. Are you filming me <laughs> right now? You know, hang out on air, and that someone might record you. That would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, Very we. Nice. Wait, wait. What do you do with the glass? Are you using it? Well, okay, so actually I'm finding it's pretty social. Uh, like, so, for example, there's a whole group of people uh, that are like uh, glass explorers in San Francisco and the surrounding area, and they have like a whole group of people. They go out and do stuff. Oh, yeah? Like, what? So, like piss off protesters or what? Wait a minute. Do stuff no, no, no. So, like, we went to, uh, we went to the um, Japanese Cherry Blossom Festival uh, this last weekend, and uh, uh, there was uh, there was. Uh, like a cool Japanese movie playing. We went uh, and, you know, went around the festival. We were like a, a little mini attraction at the festival. There were like some cosplay uh, ninja women and stuff that were like coming over and trying on the glass and using them to take a picture. And we, I got interviewed by like a Korean TV station for like half an hour. No way. Uh, so hopefully I didn't. Yeah, hopefully I didn't say anything that like makes you know Google Korea ping me in about you know a couple of days. But what? <laughs> who is this Richard? Hey, he racked sure disappeared. Happen, but who knows? That's is it? Do you find that even like I mean it's been out for a bit now as far as the Explorer edition and everything. And like when it first came out, everybody was like, "Whoa, what is it? I want to see what it looks like." I feel like kind of some of the buzz has died down. But when you take it out and even in like full herd. Like when you guys are out there and people see that, it still is attracting uh, quite a bit of buzz. You'd say, totally. Like I had, uh, I took it the other night. Uh, like uh, Monday was uh, April twenty first, 
the anniversary of the Battle of San Jacinto when all of the Texas A&M graduates gather wherever they are to honor other A&M uh, uh, graduates who have died during the year. So that's a that's a that's a lifter upper right there. Uh, but uh, I was at the at the ceremony. It was about 100 people in downtown San Francisco, and 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 they were fascinated by the glass. I mean that they that they were very excited. They wanted to try it out. A bunch of people asked to try it and put it on and just see how it worked. Uh, so yeah, I had about 10 people or so just come up and ask about how it worked and and if they could try it. Right. And as a germaphobe, so that, that struck me as a, you're more than willing to just let everyone no, try ahead. it on, right? <laughs> Right, no, totally. Like, uh, you know, like in that movie, The Matrix, it's like I'm not going to take either pill. I don't know if a guy washed his hands after he took. Right. Drink. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Mom said not to take candy from strangers, but since you saved my life, totally. totally. <laughs> right on. That's pretty cool, man. And no, I do. I enjoy least. your your Google Plus feed. I follow uh, and enjoy a lot because there's always r- cool, like random pictures. Like it, it literally looks like you travel the world. I don't know where all of these pictures come from. But uh, it's pretty neat. Dude is but, never sitting still. I know. Well, you know, I try to try to be buried at least interesting, not boring in there. So very cool. But, uh, yeah, no, and I, I saw the camera app. The camera app came out for uh, for like in the Play Store. Yeah, I heard about it. I like it so far. I mean, I'm not getting a performance boost on that on that app, but I like it. You know. The UI well, I like is cool. It has the, this photosphere feature to like a lot of other different phones, like other than the Nexus phone. Mm-hmm. I tried a, I've tried a photosphere a couple times on mine. Um, I may be out of practice since I don't have my G Nex anymore, but it was pretty jagged. Um, on your new one on the HTC, because you need some like processor yeah. and RAM to run that thing. Like it won't run very good on a G Nex. I mean, you gotta go slow. No. Yeah, my GNX did it fine. Really? But I'm, I'm I'm running it on this HTC, and it's like I said, it may just be me out of practice from properly panning hmm. and keeping it lined up, and you know, I well, don't know. I should mention last week I I mentioned I tried it on my Moto X, and like it just completely wasn't working. Like the photosphere, you couldn't line the dot up in the circle because the dot was oh, yeah. like. And don't, so, don't think we didn't notice the one star review. No, I I just want to say. <laughs> It might be the phone because I went I, – I got to thinking. I was like, I wonder if that has anything to do with, like, the GPS and the accelerometer. So I opened up GPS status, and literally the compass was, like, doing circles in it. So I was like, I don't know why that would mess up the photosphere. I mean, I guess because it needs to know where you're, where you're tracking or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I need to, like, get a new Moto X that has a, a GPS that works now. In general, you like the Moto X, or I love it. I love it. And actually, I mean, maps and like everything works. Ingress works. I think it's just the compass. Like it doesn't know which way the phone is pointing. It knows where I'm at, but like it, for some reason, I don't know. The compass, like it just spins. Like it, like I have a magnet on it. You know, like a regular compass. It's yeah. I, I was able to, work, to take photospheres on my Moto X also, but it did seem choppy. Like it was having see watch with, you know, if, if you guys you so guys pretty. see this. So if I open up GPS, right? So that's oh, the yeah. compass. It literally like doesn't know which way north is. So I think that has something to do with because that's exactly what the photosphere was doing. The dot was literally doing that, and I'm like, I can't put it in the middle to start the damn photosphere. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, why? Well, yeah, my my Moto X wasn't doing that, so maybe that's just the Verizon Moto X. Right. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna flash it and see if it still doesn't. If it does, I'll just. Well, you know, we have to send a message now that you know network neutrality's gotten annoyed and destroyed. Right. Do you you guys oh, want to talk about that first? I I heard. That the FCC, this proposal uh, may just destroy the internet and its neutrality. <laughs> is that well, overblowing? It's basically, this? it's basically picking the service providers as the winner, right? Basically, right. And I mean, everyone makes the argument it's their it's their service. But when does it become like more than that? Well, I would also argue it's a strong business case for just going, you know you know, all guns forward with Google Fiber yeah. uh, from from Google's perspective. But on the same token, I'm like, well, how many years, five years, six years, seven years before you basically go to the cable companies and say, we're not going to pay the ransom 
and then uh, if you if you if you degrade our service, then just watch how many people pick fiber. But you know, it's going to take years before you get to that point. Well, and that also depends what all the details are, right? Like, what is they're supposedly going to say like the the companies that pay us will get this higher bandwidth. But don't worry, because there will still be a baseline that no matter what, everybody gets at least this. So is the baseline going to be like 512 DSL type speeds, or is the baseline going to be like 28.8 dial-up speeds so that you almost have to pay? You know, it's it all depends how it how it goes. Rich, why do you, why do you say fiber would be strong? I mean, if, if Google Fiber were available to me in my house, I'd switch in a second. Well, no, no, I understand that, and you're going to have a certain percentage of people that will pick fiber uh, no matter what. But you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a lot of people that would be like, ah, you know, I like what I have, or I'm con- I'm content with where I'm at, uh, or I have a, a, enough bandwidth, or you know, that, that that when Google Fiber starts coming into a market, AT and T starts offering better deals, or Comcast starts offering better deals, or whoever offers better deals. What? Um, what? I would I would really hope that essentially, you know, that that would be a this would also be a big. Uh, you know, message to the lawmakers that you just can't let, you know, Comcast and Time Warner, these agencies get like even bigger when they're going to have even that much more leverage to, uh, to shake down anyone, any content provider for money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause look at what they're doing as big as they are. I mean, it's just going to get worse. They're not going to get to a point of being great and large that they're like, you know what? It's time to give back. <laughs> There's no, it's not going to happen, you know? But now, Rich, yeah. talking about Google Fiber, like, isn't it also somewhat of an infrastructure problem? You have a lot of cities that aren't anywhere near any of this fiber, so they're going to have to build out all of this infrastructure. And places that are rural, like where I live, I we're, we'll never see that, you know. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Essentially, to some degree, this is this is going to be this is like a ten year you know, marathon project. But right? does I mean, Loon, do, would Loon help any of that in areas like well, this? I mean, it's nowhere. Drone thing. Oh, right, but I mean, is that that's nowhere near the speeds, obviously, as, as a straight fiber. No, but you never know. Connection. They might have a little five-year drone flying over Bozeman. Yeah, that is true. I see drones flying over here all the time. It's kind of, are you guys, I mean, I wouldn't say afraid, but it, it kind of sucks because I can see it getting to a point where half of the internet's just going to be like, you know what, we're done playing with your internet, we're just going to pretty much go start our own. And then you have the great split, and, you know, where does it go from there? Hell continues to break loose. Exactly, right? Well, and to some degree, this is like a, a violation of the original, you know, everything talks to everything, and, and you know, uh, packets get, you know, forwarded, you know, by... I, by you know switches like agnostically yeah packets you know, a packet that would a be packet, the better regardless of who owns the packet i mean that's how it has to work right and then you're basically saying that we're going to change the rules so that it doesn't work like that anymore right and we're not going to you know we're not going to go after companies that that don't follow that that paradigm right is is that a done deal or is it just something they're talking about doing well, basically, it was, um, you know, it's, um, it, you know, it's 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 basically the um, the FCC chairman, you know, who is a former lobbyist for the cable and the and broadband industry, uh, proposing it for a vote on, you know, I guess the fifteenth of May or something. But I mean, you know, it's hard to imagine if the chairman isn't pushing this that he doesn't already have at least the three of the five votes that he needs to bag it, right? Right, and this is just something that, like, I mean, a bunch of the tech sites picked up on, and uh, the this one in particular on Mashable, they got a statement from the FCC saying that the draft rules would propose that broadband providers be required to offer, you know, this baseline level of service, and then they can enter into individual negotiations with uh, other content providers. But there's there's no transparency there, though. Right, exactly, right, and that's what the lady from the FCC the know what the deals are, or what the other people are paying, right? Right, yeah, exactly. And that's what the lady from the EFF said, basically. What's the baseline? That's even more interesting. Right. Yeah, Yeah, and and all that stuff would basically be considered by the companies to be proprietary company information. They're not going to publicly release it. Right. So, you know, how as a consumer would you even be able to, you know, find out enough information to challenge your service provider and say they're breaking the rules? They're making the rules. Right. And that's completely not a conflict of interest? 
like who this guy where he came from who i mean he's like handing his buds money basically at this point right exactly. i mean here you guys go thanks for getting me where i am now here's the handout yeah so this is a he this this whole draft you know like uh, uh richard said written by tom wheeler uh, it's going around everybody, and on May 15th, that's when they're going to vote on it. Uh, they say a public comment period will be will, will happen, and then they're going to write the final rules and vote. So I would imagine there will be some public comments. You think? I'm seeing about <laughs> 843 public comments just I'm on this. There's not already like a, a what, what's that site where they get like 100,000 signatures? Yeah, and they don't have people White in the White House right now. Yeah, yeah. We've, there have been though, haven't there? I mean, in, in over the last like three years, well, we've just got announced today. But right, but I mean, there's been petitions like oh, all the time, over saying and that over and of... over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but now that you actually have a government official taking a position, right? Like this, okay. Then I would think all you got to do is get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get on Google Plus, call them, right? Call them and say, you know, you got to talk to the president of the United States and say this is crap. You know, I want the internet to work the way the internet has worked for years. This is basically a major move in the direction of pay-to-play, and no more startups get to play, and that the little guys get crushed, and that we're going to be like we're going to get a fractured internet where, whenever you buy internet access, you're not buying access to the whole whole internet. You're just buying access to the people who's who are the buddies of your ISP. Right. I like how it, it, it says uh, opponents of net neutrality regulation argue that ISPs should be free to control the content that subscribers access. <laughs> you just right, Which is not what you want to pay for as a subscriber. No, not at all. Or as a content creator. The internet, like the whole internet. Or as a content creator. Or, yeah, as the internet at large. I mean, seriously. Uh, Todd O'Boyle, program director of Common Causes uh, <clears throat> Media and Democracy Reform Initiative, he said, if this goes forward, this capitulation will represent Washington at its worst. He says Americans were promised and deserve an Internet that is free of toll roads, fast lanes, and censorship, corporate or governmental. Uh, if Wheeler's rules deliver anything less, that would be a betrayal. Well, and I, and I was really super disappointed by this news. I mean, about a month ago, they had a situation where a court ruled that the open access, uh, you know, FCC policy was not, you know, valid in, its, in the current form. Yeah. And a lot of people said that the FCC should, you know, reclassify the, the broadband carriers as uh, yeah. common carriers. I never thought that was going to happen because there was too much political opposition. But I was very hopeful that they would continue to be very zealous in guarding the network neutrality principles and just saying, well, just because the open internet letter isn't valid, we're still going to go after, you know, providers on a case-by-case basis if they violate network neutrality. This is basically saying we don't, we don't even want to defend network neutrality. I like this. It says uh, net neutrality is strongly supported by liberals who fear the clout of large internet providers, but Republicans strongly oppose net neutrality, arguing the Internet has been able to grow dramatically because it largely has been free of federal regulation. But how is that possible, considering that the guy Tom Wheeler is, a, is an appointee of the Obama from a liberal Democratic administration? Whoa, Richard. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so effed. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to start learning how to farm and, like, fix cars and shit. I think I'm done with the internet. You guys can podcast like this. Go on. Yeah, you guys can podcast without me. Yats can't afford to pay the major ISPs just to get our packets up there with with people watching Game of Thrones. Internet, the the five twelve k or whatever it is. But you know, Google's response to this might be really important. I mean, Google's got enough clout to. At least rattleish, you know, threats and stuff. Well, and Google wants us all to be using the internet as quickly as efficiently as possible, right? If this, if stuff like this happens, and it really does get to the point where it's affecting even little shows like ours. Then 
what everyone's going to end up doing is finding what that baseline is and just building content around that. Like we used to back in the day. How big's your monitor? 1024 by 768? Well, that's how big yeah. my table's going to be. You know, like yeah. you're going to be designing yeah. To, yeah. to that, to the bandwidth allowed. We're going to be doing 16K mono versions in like VGA video pretty soon because that's all the baseline allows. And then everybody Ooh. over there in like District 9 is going to be having the good internet and they're watching HD Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, to me, it's like holding, the, holding all the subscribers hostage. Yeah, and it's this is important national infrastructure. That's the thing. I mean, we're really slipping as a nation. Um, you know, the the guys with the good connectivity are going to be in Korea, not in the United States. It, the whole thing is really weird. That's what he what did, Why would Obama? Is Obama part of this? I mean, where's his head in this? Well, and like I said, I would anticipate in the coming days you're going to see a you know a, a popular discontent with this policy. I mean, that's, that should be how this process works, is that, you know, if something is announced as a public policy, because this agency is supposed to be defending the, the, the best interests of the American public. Yeah. How can you possibly defend this as doing it? Yeah. You know, your idea of if, if somebody hasn't done it already, uh, one of those, uh, uh, what do they call it, we the people things really needs to get started, one of those petitions. I'm sure there uh, is, and actually keep talking, I'll find it. Okay. All right. Go find it, man. Sorry about that. Didn't you can't talk about me finding it while I'm trying to find it. You gotta like keep talking about <laughs> net Three neutrality. You wouldn't want the American public to not. You guys are the worst. All right. Listen, I found it. Okay. Petitions.whitehouse.org/gov restore net neutrality. Is this the one? Is it already there? Uh, 105,572 signatures. This was created January 15th. Right, so this was after the, the court. The ruled. court, yeah. Right, okay, so here's you an... Want to ding this proposal. Yeah, what, what, isn't the thing, like, well, then what about the, like, the White House petitions where once it reaches... That was it. That's, what, that's it. Did they respond to the one on January? Yes, it, it so their, their response... It says, thank you to everyone who has signed. Uh, derp, 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 derp. That experience helped give rise to the VIS, this very platform. Derp, derp. Preserving an open internet is vital not just to the free flow of information, but also to promoting innovation and economic productivity. Derp, derp, derp. Absent net neutrality, the internet could turn into a high-priced private toll road that would be inaccessible to the next generation of visionaries. A derp, 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 derp. A wide spectrum of stakeholders and policymakers recognize the importance of these principles. Uh, in the wake of last month's court decision, it was encouraging to hear major broadband providers assert their commitment to an open internet. They well, sure totally did. They sure asserted the hell out of it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Holy Christ. It was also, here, this is good. It was also encouraging to see Federal Communications Commission Chairman Tom Wheeler whom the president appointed to that post last year reaffirm his commitment to a free and open internet and pledge to use the authority granted by Congress to maintain a free and open internet by greasing the palms of all of his cable buddies. Uh, the White House strongly supports the FCC and Chairman Wheeler in this effort. The petition asks that the president direct the FCC to reclassify Internet service providers as common carriers, which, if upheld, would give the FCC a distinct set of regulatory tools to promote net neutrality. The FCC is an independent agency. Chairman Wheeler has publicly pledged to use the full authority granted by Congress to maintain a robust, free, and open Internet, a principle that this White House vigorously supports. A derp a derp a derp a derp a derp well, that doesn't sound hypocritical at all. No, I mean, not in the least. And I'm what what they said is exactly uh, what's happening, which is why we're all thrilled. So thank you. Appreciate that. So we need another one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we need another one. We, we need another we, one to say, what, what happened to all the things? Do you remember what you said in January, guys? Right. You said these things in January. This doesn't look like acting in the direction of the spirit of those statements. We need a petition to get a response 
to the petition response. Petition in response to the response to the last petition. To the petition response. Right, right. The petition is to get Obama to read the damn. And all the petition says is W T F. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over. <laughs> right. Eight billion people signed. You want to stay away from the, you know, the anything that would allow sure. your opponents to basically characterize you as a nut job. Sure, sure. Right. Like so you, you know, go, you saying crazy, something, then it's like, and they're like, "Oh, that guy's crazy." You don't listen to that guy. Right, right. No, or like, Google must be applying responses to this, aren't they? I mean, well, I have no ability to speak for what the public position. I am a individual person in the capacity of the show where I'm just a technologist, but I don't know what they will, as a company, come out with as their position. But I would imagine there would be a fairly aggressive response to this, not just by Google, but Facebook, Yahoo. Everybody on the internet? Everybody that's got all the packets. Exactly. Richard, you mean to tell me you can't just call Google and ask them? Well, what I do know is that I'm not one of the beautiful people who is a talking head, so then they have the official company position, Sure, and I do not have that. (laughs) Makes sense. You're beautiful, though. (laughs) Or the other side is, maybe they'll get really aggressive about Google Fiber. You know, they, uh, what's the guy, Milo, somebody that's the head of that? Yeah, Milo is the head. I've I've met with him before, yeah. Have you? Okay, I, I mean, he gave a talk about six months ago, I remember doing a blog post on it, where he said, Hey, this is a serious business. We're going to make good money at this. And he was very uh, aggressive about it. I mean, it, it wasn't like, hey, this is a, an experiment we're trying. Well, every time the service providers do this kind of thing where they're going to not provide you with access to the whole Internet for what you're paying, it just is another marketing promo for if, if Google oh. Fiber was available in your market, more people would pick it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would you rather pay money to Google for – a hundred times the bandwidth and access to the whole internet, or would you rather pay one of these guys that's like a that's shaking you down? Actually, Richard, if I could get it, I'd kind of like it like my my cable TV subscription. If I could just get like everything and then just some special stuff that I never watch, but I still want to pay for it, that'd be great. I'd buy a pony and all the spam. <laughs> can I get all the spam? Can I can I pay extra for spam? <laughs> <laughs> everything that's written in the Thai language. Well, obviously, <laughs> oh, the Thai channel. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, a la carte television. How much for take... just the porn? <laughs> that's I mean. <laughs> you want a la carte internet? Just right. the well, and then that's you know, and then in your public profile, that's going to go ahead. All the channels you're subscribing to are going to be publicly shared with the world. So, as you're uh, watching them in real time, exactly. Like Matt is watching. <laughs> An awful lot of this one channel between the Would hours like of one and two a.m. That's weird. And then suddenly quiet. Right. <laughs> he only watches this show for like three minutes. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Must be some YouTube short or something. One of those. Oh, have, you, have you guys seen that uh, the the YouTube uh, video today uh, released? Uh... Of the guys uh, doing the uh, base jump off of the Burj Khalifa? No. Uh, oh, that is insane. That thing is insane. Nice. We'll have to throw a link. Is, are great, they using glass guys. or GoPros, bro? Oh, they're using GoPros, right? And they have Word. squirrel suits, so they actually, like, circle the building as they're coming down. Right? <laughs> squirrel suits. Oh, yeah, man. You know, the, you know. Yeah. If we can, like, gen- genetically or bi- bionically engineer, like, I want to just wear a squirrel suit, like, forever. I, I want it to be part of my body. I- that would be so cool. Right, that- that'll be great when you're walking around town. I think I just need to put on, like, 500 pounds and then have it all sucked away, but then keep the skin, and then I can, i totally fly. You'll get more attention than he does with his Google plans. <laughs> I'd have a cool pack to put it all in. Then I'd base jump with a GoPro. So, all right. Well, the internet's going to be completely effed. So, um, I guess look forward to that. I like the picture on the LA Times of the uh, chairman there. He's just like, he's got, can we screen share this? Uh, Bill, can we can we get a, a screen share here? Uh, appreciate that. There we go. Uh, so, if if you take a look 
at his face there. I mean, just he's like, ah, the money. All the money, right? Like that's the money face. I just got paid. That's the money face, right? Tell me that's not yeah. the that's he's like, ah. That's the same face all of those NFL draft picks make and, and Right? That's the money face. <laughs> that's the exact same face, man. Guy the coach gets just the new contract. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm a sports nerd, sorry. There should be a way in screen sharing that even if other people talk, it stays there. It does. If I put it up there, it should. Yeah, the camera yeah, noise. I just, I just pasted it in the chat that you talked, but not when other people were talking. Right. For you guys. But on the video, it does. Because I put it there. Yeah, so Tom Wheeler actually came to the Computer History Museum about a month ago, and he gave a talk. So uh, that was about a mile from my office, uh, but uh, that there is a YouTube video of the, what the Computer History Museum posted of his comments at that uh, at that uh, appearance. Was right? he wearing his money face? Uh, let's see. I guess I can go look at the <laughs> video and see what's going on in there. But did did, did he have did he have his money face on? <laughs> his money face. <laughs> his money face. <laughs> You gotta write that down. That's the title. That's a good one. Yeah, that's the money face. <laughs> the money shot? No, that's his money face. This is his money face. That's it. <laughs> I have a money face too, but it's like it's the opposite of that because I'm. It's like the broke face. Yeah, it's like exactly <laughs> me last week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... It's kind of sad that you want a squirrel suit and not a money face, man. You can't fly with a money face, although you can buy yourself an airplane, probably. It's not the same thing, though. Buy yourself a squirrel. I want to fly, like... But, you know, this thing, it just seems to me this makes the deal look sweeter to Google. If I were to Google, I'd be saying, right on, go for it. What if Google becomes a bigger target for all of the taxes and stuff? Well, it's not just that. I mean, but see, this isn't just about Google. It's about all the other companies, too. I mean, maybe Google has an out that it can build its own network and, yeah, and have Amazon. Open access. But what about all the other guys? Yeah, what does Apple do? What does Amazon do? Was I mean, Netflix, obviously, they just pay, right? They just pay. They just right. pay. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Extortion. They feed the money <laughs> face. Extortion. That's all it is. So speaking of Apple, uh, did you guys see they have nearly 800 million iTunes accounts? Uh, mm-hmm. And according to this article on CNET, CEO Time Cook, <laughs> it's like the best typo ever. His name's Tim, not Time, but that's fine. Uh, described as staggering during the company's conference call today to discuss March quarter financials. Uh, they said last time they talked about iTunes accounts was at uh, their developer conference, and they had about $575 million. Now almost $800 million. Which I mean, if you think about it, five hundred seventy-five million's almost eight hundred million. They could uh, they could have like six hundred million. He's like, well, we're almost at eight hundred million. It's almost. It's just... How long ago was the five seventy-five? Is he making the point that it's growing really fast? Right, because yeah, that was last June. Year. That was last June. In one year. Wow. That is. My question a... is, how how much of that is part of the free iPhone fours and free? Four uh, S's that are out there, similar to how Android's numbers skyrocketed a couple years ago, just all of a sudden because you had the, the free Android phones out. There. You had Amazon, phones, but they were free accounts, right? Know? Right, and you had Amazon tossing out like penny droids and stuff like that, right? Trying to get new accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder what what percentage of this this new number is. Does it matter though? Because regardless, they're they're in that eco. Uh, like do you, it, do you have an iPhone and not use that? Like you can use Android and not use like Play Music, and you you can you can avoid those apps. But I feel like, and I don't know because I don't use an iPhone. My brother does, and he is in can, that eco because he kind of has can, to be. They got free apps in iOS too. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. I'm, but think about it like this: even with even in the uh, Android side of things, the people that were ideally just grabbing those freebies and feature phones, they they cared less about all of the ecosystem stuff, you know. And they yeah. probably never even had a Google account until they went in and got that phone, you know. 
I think it's just some some uh, accounting going on here, special accounting. I'd like to see what that percentage is. Larry, you love your iPhone? Don't have one. Not a boy. No. I don't even have a phone anymore. My phone died. Actually, I killed my phone. I left and it. Look out. how happy he looks. Right? That is the, <laughs> that is the <laughs> face of a man. But you know what I've, I've discovered? I, my phone did die. Um, and so I figured, okay, i got to get a new phone. And I've been a Tink customer for, I don't know, forever. And so I went, I checked out Republic Wireless, who's another Sprint MVNO. And they've yep. got a really sound is like a terrific deal. They have the Moto X now. I discovered much to my surprise, and this won't surprise you guys, you can't get a, say, a Moto X and just take it, you know, reflash it and take it somewhere else. Um, You get a Moto X from Republic Wireless, that's the only place you can use it. You can't take it back to Sprint. You can't go to another NVNO. No, if it's it's the same NVNO, you just got to get another SIM, right? I'm pretty sure... Because even I don't think Sprint that's uses. That's not what they're telling me. No, if you're not, if you're not GSM, it's not SIMS. If you're CDMA, it's not SIMS. It's no, CDMA because LTE, like Verizon, has a SIM in it. I guess LTE is not CDMA, is it? No, no, makes sense. But yeah, you can so get a uh, you can get a G or an X from Republic Wireless themselves. But you're saying you can't then take it somewhere else. You. That's the only place you can use it. You can't take it to. You, and even if you reflash it, you can't take it to Sprint or you can't take it it's to any, any other Sprint MVNO. Well, at that point, though, why don't you get one from the MVNO you're going to use? I know that sucks, but, like, I mean. Yeah, some... I know. It sucks. That's it. You know, like, I've done a lot of studies of the Internet in one nation or another. And when Singapore, when cell phones first started, I don't know if this is still the case, but I did a study in Singapore at the time. And they, the law was you couldn't bundle the phone together with a service. You bought your phone one place, you bought the service somewhere else. Wow. And that's the way it should be, man. I, I was just like this network neutrality. I was surprised by the constraint on uh, the inability to move a phone around. Well, to some degree, I've always looked at this as kind of being the tyranny of freedom. <laughs> in, Europe, in Europe, they basically said, Okay, everyone's going to use GSM, and there's going to be the companies that build the towers, and they're not going to sell you the service. And then the companies that are selling you the service are going to be incentivized to provide good service because they don't own the infrastructure. They just have to basically compete on, you know, I'm a better provider of service over the same infrastructure that the other guy is. But everyone is free to switch between service providers based on who's giving me the best service for the best price. Well, wow, that sounds really logical. That does sound really logical. See now that, but see the the basis of that was it was the government that forced the companies sure. to conform to that. So the companies weren't free to do whatever they want. See when they say, say land of the free, they it wasn't land of the free for the companies. It was you know basically a socialist system that that, that yeah. set the companies within a structure. But then they have more freedom. The people in in Europe have more freedom to pick and move between wireless carriers than in America where. We allowed the companies to build whatever they want, so everyone built something different, and they lock you in. So once you buy something, the tyranny of locking you in is that the hardware doesn't work with anybody else. But, Richard, this is Murica. Yeah, really. <laughs> and that's, that's how Murica... That's but Murica is that for... That's the tyranny of the freedom, right? It's the opposite, right? Murica's more for the corporates and the big business than for the people. It seems like in Europe it's the other way around, where they made the corporations do it this way so that the people could be... Free. Well, it's, it's like it's like Android, right? I mean, in, with Android, you'd think it's an open source operating system, so you can build it however you want. So for the companies, they're like, well, that means I can build it, so it locks people in better. Like Amazon. Yeah. You know, I'm going to load it with a bunch of you know corporate bloatware, and I'm going to make it to where you can't unfreeze it because I got some kind of a secured U-boot or something, and and then you're stuck with my thing, and you can't un, you can't delete the stuff that I force you to use. Well, yeah, and think about if they would have done that back in the day, like when you got a gateway or an e-machine or something. You know how it came with all that stuff on it, like pre-installed? Imagine if, like, you couldn't get rid of it. Like, usually that's the first thing you do if you get a computer like that because it was cheap or whatever. You just, like, format the thing and start over. But, like, imagine if that's – I mean, if that was the same way as the phone model is where you know, certain devices – Definitely, definitely yeah. the way the phone model is on some phones. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent – 
of that in my situation. It's not the crapware, but I assumed at first until I asked that I could buy a Moto X from uh, from uh, what's the name? Motorola. Uh, not from well, from Motorola Lenovo? or from anybody else, and then go to an MVNO and maybe have to flash it. You know, like Republic Wireless does this handoff with uh, with Wi-Fi that they tout is really smooth. So maybe it needs a new flash, but uh-uh, doesn't work that way. The phones have serial numbers and they blackball them, and it just I don't know, man. It's just uh, this it's sounds kind of conspiracy. Like, like I feel like there's got to be a way to get one as long as it's running the same antennas and everything to bring it in and be like, hey, I want service well, I, on your I, network. I, asked, I just asked the question. I assumed like you, it's got to be. So I asked the guys at Ting, I asked the guys at uh, Republic Wireless, no way. You can't even take their phones back to Sprint. You know what you did it's wrong. Like, uh, you got to ask them with a $10 what? bill in your hand. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to need... I'm gonna need some service if you know what I mean. Oh, wow, ten dollars. <laughs> me and my hour. friend. Squirrel way to do this the cool way. Me and my friend, Mr. Lincoln, and his friend, Mr. Washington, would like some service. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and make a fearless prediction. I'm gonna say that that if they come out with a petition for this network neutrality rules that you'll get over 500,000 signatures by next week. I don't think you're right, man. Because, you know, the word is getting out. This stuff, the normal people that don't pay too much attention to this stuff, they're all starting to see it and feel it. I, I, I think you're right. I don't think that's fearless at all. I mean, hey, I think just Yats listeners will count for maybe 50,000, 60,000, don't you? That's right. At least, I mean, if you want to go by Time Cook's numbers, I'd say like at almost a million, almost two million. I would say. I mean, yeah, it's true. Almost. Uh, speaking of big numbers, uh, WhatsApp also coming out with some numbers. They now have five hundred million active users, half an Instagram worth, right there in users. So, do any of you guys? I think we've asked this. Richard, use WhatsApp at all? Did you? Uh, I don't, but I. But a lot of my relatives do. So, like, I have really? uh, my mother Chilean, so hey, her really? lives in Chile. Yeah. So uh, they all use WhatsApp religiously. My wife's Chilean at time. My wife's also Chilean, and she and her whole family use it just like you say religion. all the time. Is I that used an... it. I used it today, and. I've had it for a while and, and haven't really used it much. I think I only have like two contacts on it. Um, yeah, but and, and I used it today. It's in developing nations. It's big. I'm I'm with Richard. It's really big. Everybody in Chile's used. Well, I had an Italian office mate. His whole family in Italy used it. I mean, not just developing countries, even like established countries. And the one contact is one of the contacts is Mexican. Well, and they're saying here uh, in February they had 450 million active users, and then it started just getting out of control. They say the recent growth is in Brazil, India, Mexico, and Russia. Sure. Well, and to some degree, that's why you know Facebook paid 19 billion dollars for it. They were trying to. It was a play to basically get access to those new users that are not already using Facebook, right? right. They expand their their reach. And that's why he says basically he's on his way to a billion people, which is the goal. One billion people. Well, and then I don't know if anyone saw Facebook's announcement today, but they're they're they were like fifty nine percent of their revenue is out of mobile advertising, which is crazy. That amazes me. How big is that number? Yeah, that is crazy. But it also I mean, amazes it's... me that they had zero mobile anything really, just like what two three years ago. And then yeah. to go from that to like, oh. And all of the talk was they, they can't do it on mobile. They can't be successful and make money. Obviously not true. Holy cow. Well, but if you think about it, this is also a, a validation of the fact that, you know, I remember when they paid a billion dollars for Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, my God, they paid for a billion dollars for, you know, 40 people. Thus giving us a new unit of measurement. The yeah, Instagram. Right, exactly. And hot damn, Instagram is still rolling. And it, I mean, obviously, Zuckernerd definitely knows what he's doing, right? They could have easily fumbled and completely messed this up at any point along the way. But he's kind of stuck to his guns, and it's paying off. 
impressive for sure. Yeah. He says our users are also sharing more than 700 million photos and 100 million videos every single day. Uh, it's WhatsApp founder Jan Combe. Uh, it appears his team won't be taking much time to celebrate because, hey, there's more to come. So WhatsApp will show you soon. Like I told y'all before, that the whole video, mess, not video, voice messaging that you can do in it, and it's not necessarily a transcription. It's an audio file, and it's done on the fly. You know, like. But if you think about it, it's a way of uh, getting around having to have a cell phone plan. Yeah, almost. I mean, right. This one makes it popular in the developing world. I go home, I record a message. Sure, it's time. It's time shifted, so it's like a more of like a delayed walkie-talkie. Like, you know, it's it's your mom over. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, but it's so easy and it's so quick. Right. So was it, won't that time. shift the use then in a way if you want more real time, you'll send a text. But if you don't, if it doesn't necessarily need to, you can just be like, hey, here's this, that, blah, blah, blah. What's up, mom? Send. And then kind of like leaving if a message I'm... type of thing. We almost shift our use in that way. I've been walking the, 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 the office lake or what have you, and instead of texting, I just, just hit that mic. You know, just, hey, I'm on, I'm on my break. What's wrong? And let go, and boom, it's there. But are you talking into the keyboard, and then it's typing it out, and you're sending a message? Or are you sending your voice? It's just one button, and I got the heroin dealer admitting that he he killed the guy. And then there you go. It goes straight into the app. It doesn't doesn't even initiate the uh, keyboard. And then they hear you, or they read it? No, they hear you. It plays back an audio file. Right, right. Okay, that's that's really, really neat. I give them that. That's and, the only neat thing and so less today. intrusive than say if we're on Hangouts and I just hit you up on a video thing like people FaceTime or or whatever. It well, yeah, audio files are smaller. Say again, Richard. Audio files are smaller. Yeah. Right. And I mean, if this is the thing people want, I mean, Skype's been around since mobile was a thing. Like, have obviously not a very good experience, but yeah, but that's run by yeah, Mac Skype mobile. I don't think is the same level of this, right? But I'm saying, if you wanted to bypass having your phone line, you could have been using Skype over data mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it's there has been other services. That's why I'm kind of curious. Like, what is it about this one specifically that? people latch onto it's because it's not microsoft but microsoft and facebook are so yeah they're partners yeah. right i mean granted that's different than being owned by microsoft you know that's yeah usually different partners. but you know there's there's a little bit there nah. interesting uh all right before we get out of here this is just just stupid internet thing uh article on the huffpo apparently there were some parents and they asked the internet to name their baby. And, uh, well, it's actually, it's not like what I thought. I, I was thinking something like butt sniff McFart smell or something like that. You know, <laughs> like, it's the internet. I'm going to let Reddit name my baby. It's going to be something like that, right? Uh, it, it, not, not that bad. The, the, uh, they set up this site, namemydaughter.com. Uh, and they named her Amelia Savannah Joy McLaughlin. I wonder how many people like were like, let's name her Sarah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, the family had retained the right to overrule public opinion. Well, that's dumb then. So you know what? The number one choice was probably fart, fart face McSmelly <laughs> pants. But yeah. the parents were like, uh, we're going to go with Amelia, actually. Thanks, yeah. though, Internet. It was fun. going to deny you trolls. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, totally. <laughs> Name Who, my baby. Is this, is this somebody... Have you ever guys gone over on uh, Wolfram Alpha? Yes. Yeah, so they have a great deal where you could just type in a, a, a common name for a, a boy or a girl, and it'll show you, like, the statistical instances of that name being used over the last hundred years. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll see this thing, like, Adele would be, like, super big in the 1920s, but it's making a comeback because of the new British. You know, you'll see these things jumping right, around. Right, right. Like That's a history. Like Bernice is not a big popular one right now, right? That's similar to Google. Yeah, it's like a historical <laughs> trending, right? It's a historical trending 
Yeah, no, of. it totally is. That's I, neat. I, I really like that feature. It's a nice feature. Did you ever use the, the Google? You guys have a, uh, what do they call it? The diagram analyzer or something? That, oh, the engram? What is it called again? Engram. The engram. The one that shows you the instances of words and books. That's yeah. cool, yeah. That's totally cool. I would have yeah, named the kids like, Zelda. I, I have to agree with the comments here on the on their site. Uh, Zelda would have been a good name. I just thought I'm going to the internet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I saw this. Uh, there was this one uh, person in my G Plus feed. She also works at Google, right? She's in. She has glass. She's in New York, right? So she had this picture, and like she had a kitten that on her on her legs. It, it, you know, in the evening, she took a picture of this. The kitten, she said, his name of the kitten was. Um, Oh, tater tot. But, like, the, the whole picture was just, like, with this kitten on her legs. Now, I'm just throwing this out here, right? Now, I, so I, 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 you know, I, I comment on the post. I say, you realize this is the Internet. <laughs> now, I'm just throwing that out there because I'm not going to say anything trollish. I'm just saying yeah. there, there, there might be some people that would. Other people will yes. because it's the Internet. And, of course, all over the plate. You are begging for, like, I can think of ten awful, terrible comments right off the top of my head. Right. <laughs> but I'm not a troll, so I will just keep them in the top of my head. I'm just, yes, that's right. I'm not going to actually express those. Other people, though, not so did much you, self-control. Did you uh, get some... Comments. They said, "I don't know. I didn't go back to the post to see whether it actually, you know, flushed out into." I mean, she, yeah. Now I'll go back. She deleted the post because you know they got. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know, but I like this. It says other suggested names included Megatron, Zelda, and Street Lamp. <laughs> he also says he says he only had to delete a few suggested names that were STDs and a couple of sexual positions. Uh, yeah. Namer like Sanchez. First name dirty. <laughs> that's terrible. Alright. Well, uh yeah, that's that's cool internet. I like I like that. Everybody should just just baby lottery name that shit. Just baby lottery name. Give it up to the internet. <laughs> I think chat roulette, I mean, you could use chat roulette for that, right? You're like, I'm going to hit the button three times, and whatever that person is doing, that's the name. We'd have a lot of instances of the, the name Richard, I would I would imagine. So, all right. Uh, that's it, unless you guys got anything else. We got a few minutes left if you want to mention something. Well, I put it, it, Rich, I looked at the, uh, you know, Google changed their terms of service, and somebody pointed out to me that one of the things that you guys, here I am blaming you, you, Google. <laughs> Richard, one of the one things of these, you changed in the terms of service. They have the right to create derivative works from everything that they have stored about me in, in docs and mail and who knows where. What kind of derivative works would they be talking about? Well, I, I'll give an example of something I think that they're talking about. So, for example, I don't know if you have a Chromecast. I was just going to say, man, I so keep looking Chromecast, at my Chromecast. I think they, go and they just look at pictures that people publicly post on the on, on G+, and, and then they'll attribute the photo when you're, like, not watching anything. You're just sitting there with the Chromecast on TV. Uh, and that they'll, like, show public G+, photos on the Chromecast, and they're not, you know, paying the person for the photo they publicly posted it on G+, and that would be an example of a derivative work of I'm taking the person's photo. Now, in, in, in essence, they do put your, your little, you know, uh, your little uh, uh, avatar and, and, and your name on the photo, so they say who took the photo, uh, but, uh, but that would be a, a thing I would think that would be an example of a derivative work, potentially. I don't know what other examples there might be, but... I have a ton of pictures on there, and I every time I see one on the Chromecast, I keep like looking to see if they put mine up there. And there, I haven't seen one of mine yet, but I'm waiting for the day where I walk into my living room and I'm like, "Ah, this is Glacier Park. I took that." Well, on then my you gotta phone. whip out your 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 Verizon Moto X and do the little thing so it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm gonna take a picture of them showing my picture so that exactly. I can post it. Very meta. Very very. I also keep waiting because I use Google Docs for all of my rap music, so I keep waiting to see my, my lyrics repurposed in a Google commercial. Hasn't happened yet, so. 
my right. Yeah, I don't know the definition of a derivative word. They probably couldn't take your lyrics and just plunk them up as they are written. Did anyone else see this thing about the um, the Linksys Cisco router um, having like uh, some some like twenty seven models of router having this port number that was open? Three yeah. two seven six four. Is that the? Is that is that it? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. And all that they one. did was they they hid hid the exploit but didn't fix the exploit. Right, but yeah, they yeah. did. Well, well, there's also some theories about this, like that it was asked for by like service providers that were looking to assist their their uh, their customer service. You know what the other theory is? Is that those service providers were uh, CIA agents? Mm-hmm. 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 Think about it. Well, okay, so I'll give you an example. I'll tell you this. So this really happened. There's a buddy of mine that worked at customer service at Quest, and essentially there was a customer who had an office in Minneapolis and, and an office in Miami, and every time they FTP'd this one file, the, the router in Minneapolis would go down, and, and they would lose Internet access. <laughs> so now if they FTP'd other files or they did other things, it wouldn't do anything bad, only this one file. What was right? the file? It was an FTP. It was a, it was like a it was one of a digital files, random digital file. And every time they tried to transfer that file, it would it would it would down the router in Minneapolis. Now they could recover it if someone on site power cycled the router. Uh, but then every time they tried to FTP the file again, it would just break it again. So the guy figured out because um, he had access to all the equipment because they were managing the the the, the network for uh, for this customer uh, that that essentially. He had a theory. There's a mode that the Cisco routers have that if you send it, uh, that that they can, you could send it a string, and then it would put the T1 into loopback mode, so the service provider can test the wire. <laughs> so essentially, uh, whenever he got access into the console of the router while it was in the failed state, uh, he basically saw that the, the the interface, the WAN interface, was in that mode, and so he basically typed in the Cisco command that says, "Don't ever let anything put you in the diagnostic mode." And then they could transfer the file and not have it have it flip into loopback mode. So something about this layer seven file, this layer seven application file, when you're transferring it, would like trip the right string, and then somebody wrote the code poorly to kind of say, "Oh, I saw the string, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into loopback." Right. Yeah. That's Which crazy. Uh, I guess is fortunate that that happened at the end, the routers at the end, and not some router in the middle. True. That could be a large trip. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Escape code. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Good show, guys. Richard, always a pleasure, man. You got anything you're writing or anything you want to plug? Just follow you on Google+. Plus uh, well, what? I did see this uh, one really, really awesome physics movie, Particle Fever. Oh, I saw it, too. I yeah, did a excellent lot. film. I really enjoyed it. I mean, now I understand to some degree way better than I did before. That's uh, the documentary you know, about the LHC? Yes, it is. All right, you guys are the you guys are the second and third people that have told me to watch that now. So now I have really? to now I have to watch it. Yeah, I've so I'm working on the ten things I learned from Particle Fever article for uh, for a new domain. But that's oh, very cool. Oh, Excellent. Is that on Netflix or how would uh, how would we? You have to. Uh, work. It, was still in the, it was still in the theater as of like a, it was. It came out March third, and so I saw it early April. But yeah. uh, I don't know if it's still in the theaters, but. It's not in L.A., but you can order it online. They're not yet shipping it, but you can place your order now, and they say they'll ship it in the summer. I don't don't understand if it's going to be streamed or on a DVD or what, but I ordered it anyhow because I want my grandchildren to see it. Yeah, well, it shows you how they all were about, like, what's the mass of the Higgs, and I mean, it was very exciting. Yeah, but, you know, that footage is online. Uh, I have a blog post that links to it where the guy's giving that speech and he says, yes, five standard deviations. Oh, oh yeah. Huh. Crazy. And Higgs tears up. He's crying a little bit. Right, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. That's that, like that science. On, somewhere on the internet. I have a link. To well, that the point I love is how they were explaining that if the mass was 115 GeV, yeah. that it would validate the supersymmetry theories and the structured universe. But if it was 140 GeV, then it goes the exact opposite it's all chaos and multiverse and and just completely different you know ways that the universe works right physics is so awesome uh it's called particle fever yeah particle fever yeah right on cool man 
Uh, and of course, Larry Press blogs on his blog, which we link to in the show notes at yetanothertexture.com. And Aunt Pruitt, Mr. Smartphone Photographer, you guys got a show tomorrow? And yes, sir. We got it. Every Thursday. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. We're on Stitcher, yetanothertexture.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. We appreciate that. And uh, hang out with us throughout the week on the Google Plus community. Uh, we got a Twitter account and a Facebook page, uh, except for Ant, because he doesn't like Facebook. So. Not happening. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. We'll see you. Good Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.